0: Welcome to my little cabin in the woods on Spooky Island, where each week I tell you scary stories from around the world, from stories of possession and ghosts to UFOs and wendigos. Sit back, relax, and tune in as it's time for Spooky Island Radio. Over. well uh, well well yeah welcome back everyone to another week yes i know it's a little late again again um but trust me it is worth it um i just had to do like assignments for college exam for college which i've definitely failed i think i'm still just waiting for the results so not been feeling great and in turn not really been feeling in the Christmassy mood but i know it's christmas or the holiday season so you know I want to do like a a spooky Christmas or holiday story. Um, But yeah, so luckily, finally got in the mood. Um, I started writing. um, So yeah, this is why this episode is out a little late. I am very sorry. Um, But yeah, hope you're all having a wonderful holiday season so far. Um, And yeah, less than a week till a big day. So um, not long left to to wait for Santa to come and give you presents. Um, So just to make you all aware there will be this episode obviously because you're listening to it um, and there is going to be some Christmas ghost stories coming out on Christmas Eve Um, so giving you all something spooky and Christmassy to listen to in front of the fire um, over Christmas Um, and yeah between Christmas and New Year I'll be putting together some of my favourite stories from my episodes in 2022 and 2023 Um, And the first week of 2024, there'll be a brand new Missing 411 Case Files episode. Um, So yeah, so I do apologise again for this being a little bit late, um, but there's a lot of content coming your way to get you through the holiday season. This episode um, is the first of the new reworked main episodes. Um, So like I said, going forward, uh, I'm going to have basically a larger main story instead of having listener stories. Um, I'm just going to cut that part of the episodes and um, it's just difficult to source them people would send them to me um intermittently and then having to go onto reddit to find some you know spooky ghost stories um it was just becoming more of a chore to do that part of it um especially while i'm in full-time work and trying to get my degree um to become a nurse so yeah so i've cut that little bit um but there's still going to be a will be a larger main main segment main story um and yeah so i'm gonna still have the film part of it. got the hiccups now um hiccup. and i was still gonna have the spooky on radio film club but um i'm still gonna call it that but it's, it can be anything it's like a tv show um a theater show or you know like a classic like a film um and i go a bit more into depth with them as well so um to make up for the lack of the stories. Um, and yeah, going forward, I'll be highlighting other people's podcasts each episode, um, and it will really help myself grow, and others grow, very importantly as well. Because um, yeah, I want to make like, you know, a bit of a community, um, and that's how you grow in the end. So yeah, apologies for that long intro, um, but I promise we're about to get to the spooks, um, and now all I want for Christmas is for you to please leave me a review on Spotify and Apple, if you haven't already, and f- uh, follow me on Instagram and TikTok, if you haven't already. Um, and yeah, it would, it does me the world of good, and I would appreciate it. You know, just a little Christmas treat, like, bam, little little present for me. Um, but yeah, let's get into the main episode, which is taking us across the pond to Brooklyn. I'm also... Like a child, and every time I hear the word Brooklyn, I have to sing uh, Beast Boys in my head. So, yeah, that's just how my brain works. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it. It was the springtime of 2015, and my life was turned upside down. My name is Sarah, and I lived with my elderly mother, who was not feeling her best, and at a routine health check, she was diagnosed with stage 4 terminal cancer, and given just months to live. I don't know what was better, knowing that she only had a few months left on the earth, or not knowing. I think those last few months we had together were very nice. We got to do some stuff she'd always wanted to do, we travelled to nearby states like vermont to get some nice clean air and visited the empire state one last time and we paid our respects to one last time to my sister at the world trade centre ground zero monument who sadly lost her life that terrible dark day back in 2001. It was some kind of comfort to me that at least they would be soon be reunited. The last few weeks she was really unable to leave our apartment. We lived in Brooklyn in a two-bedroom railroad railroad flat in words out. Our front windows faced directly onto the New York Metro, and when the trains went past, sometimes the whole apartment would rumble and shake. The apartment itself was very dark, but it was all I had known, having lived there with my mum and sister for many years. Because there were only windows at the front and at the back of the apartment, it was very dark, especially during the bleak midwinter. Those last two weeks, however, were the darkest days I ever spent in the apartment. My mum was in agony and I would wake up in the middle of the night with her writhing in pain. She was starting to become confused and she would tell me in the morning that Emma would come visit her in the night and was waiting for my mum. Of course I didn't believe this, however, I could not deny that there was a strange feeling to our usually pleasant apartment. The feeling that someone was watching me sometimes or a strange noise in my mum's bedroom and when I would go in to investigate she would be asleep. I put this down to knowing that my mum was coming to the end of her life and there was nothing I could do about it but sit and watch and wait. The morning of August 29th I made my mum her favourite breakfast and went into her bedroom to wake her up but to no avail. In the night she had passed away in her sleep peacefully and that was at least some kind of relief it had been a few weeks and i was struggling very much with the loss of my mother i had one of my closest friends staying with me for a couple of weeks to help me cope with the loneliness one night for some reason she suggested using a ouija board to try and contact my mother i must have just been at that right just right level of tipsy because i said let's do it but we don't have a board i said to daisy we found a mock up photo on the internet and printed it off and placed a glass in the middle of it as she said, now we have one. So we turned down the lights and lit some candles around us, poured ourselves another large glass of wine each and placed our fingers in this, on the glass in the centre of the makeshift Ouija board. My finger was trembling as I asked, "Mom, Mummy, are you there? And there was no response. Lily are you there? Sarah misses you very much. Please, if you are there, for us, give us a sign, if not for me, for your daughter." And then the room fell silent. The glass slided across the board. We looked in amazement at each other as it slowly started to move towards yes. It was at this point I started to smell roses. My mum had a perfume she always used to wear that smelled just like roses and I knew it was my mum, and I started crying. Mum, is that you? I can smell your perfume if you you come back to see me. Slowly, the glass moved towards, no. How? The the atmosphere just changed, and the smell of my mother's perfume became to turn into this putrid smell, and the room somehow became darker, and I moved the glass towards the centre again and said, Mum, please, is that you? Again, the glass flies across to no, and starts to spell something out. N. O. T. Y. O. U. R. M. U. M. And with that, the glass smashed, with just our fingers resting on it. Not your mum. That's what it said. Safe to say, neither myself or Daisy slept much that night, and the apartment felt different. It felt like there was something lurking in the shadows. A couple of weeks had passed and it was now the start of December. Living on my own, especially at this time of year, was very depressing. The light of day rarely penetrates the entirety of the apartment and the feeling of something watching me was now ever-present. Every now and then I could sense by mum I could sometimes smell a perfume around me or I would often fall asleep in front of the TV watching Friends or some kind of sitcom only to wake up to the TV remote moved onto the sofa and the channel changed to reruns of Downton Abbey, my mum's favourite TV show. Nothing too scary though, I thought, until one night I was asleep in bed, and I must have only lightly been asleep as I awoke as a night train rumbled down the metro and my bed shook. I felt so disorientated, and for some reason, when the shaking stopped, I thought I could see something, something in the corner of my room, I had a small Christmas tree lit up in the living room, which bled a dim glimmer into my bedroom, allowing me to make out a shape. The shivers went all up my spine, and for some reason I got cold all over. I started to panic, and I could feel what felt like my heart beating out of my chest. I could hear from the shadows in the corner, the floorboards beginning to creak, as if something was walking towards me. My heart was now racing, and I thought I was going to pass out, and just when I thought I could make out some features on the dark shape in my room, it rumbled again as a second train rushed past, and the lights of the train illuminated my room for a brief second, and the shadow was gone. I slept with the big light on that night, and it took me a few days to recover. I asked Daisy if she would come and stay with me again for a week or so, but she was visiting family for the holidays, and I'd never felt so alone. I had a feeling that whatever was in my apartment knew that. And over the next few days, I would feel like my mother was around me as I could smell roses. However, the scent would always change to a pungent, foul-smelling odour. Almost like whatever came through the Ouija board was pushing my mum aside. And I felt like it wanted me. The next evening, again, I fell asleep in front of the TV and awoke to a loud banging at the door. It was only about 8pm, but given it was the middle of winter, it was pitch black outside, and as I fell asleep, when it was still light, the only dim light illuminated in the long, dark apartment was the Christmas tree, and once again, the TV which again was showing Downton Abbey. As I was getting my thoughts together, there was another loud bang at the front door. I walked to the door and looked through a peephole, and there was no one there. I thought, odd, but maybe someone got the wrong door and moved on. And as I turned around... And I turned around in a second and swung open the door, ready to shout at whoever was banging on it. But I was met with an empty corridor. How could that be? I stepped into the hallway and looked around and there was no one there. I heard the creak from my front door as I turned around and it started to slam in my face and in the shadows I saw him, a tall shadow man with glowing red eyes and a crooked smile, laughing as he slammed the door in my face. I was pushing and banging on the door and it would not open. And as I collapsed on the floor crying I smelt the smell of roses once again and the door creaked open. I ran into the apartment and slammed the door behind me. It felt so dark in there and all the hairs stood up on the back of my neck and something in my body was telling me to turn around and look behind me in the corner in the shadows and when I did the tall shadow man was looming over me and laughing reaching out for me. I fell backwards as he reached for me, laughing. I was in total fetal position now, not being able to bear looking at what was going to happen next. And then the smell of roses once again and a bright light coming down the corridor. I looked up and I know it sounds crazy, but the Christmas tree lights were illuminating so bright. It was impossible. I do not know how this happened, but the light from the Christmas tree lights extinguished the shadow figure in front of me. And with one last scream and laugh the shadow figure had finally gone The feeling of being watched had now gone also And a sense of peace washed over me As the Christmas tree lights went back to their previous state I could not believe what had happened and what I saw But I knew that this was my mother still looking over me I made myself a hot drink and a sleeping tablet to help me sleep When I got into bed and fell into a deep sleep I had the strangest dream that night. My mum and sister were in my bedroom and my mum was on the end of my bed smiling and my sister was taking her by the hand. And then they both left together through my bedroom door and into a bright light. I woke up in the morning thinking what a strange dream. I made myself some lunch and sat down by the Christmas tree and I was feeling lonely again. And then I smelled it. Roses. now i had a mixed bag i had a mixed bag it's a mixed bag this story is what i was trying to say but i couldn't not get my words out i just love the idea that our loved ones are still there you know after they pass on the more and more i've done this podcast and gone on more ghost hunts and things like that the more i question like mm, is there anything or are we just dead do you know what i mean is who knows who knows i'm still on the fence even though I've had my own experiences, I'm still on the fence. Um, but yeah, I loved the story. I loved how it was, it was so dark, like, and I can just imagine, I can just imagine the apartment and how dark it was. Um, and yeah, I loved the idea that, you know, she, her, her mother was still there. Um, and like her sister was there as well, waiting for her mum, you know, because, a lot of people say like on their deathbeds, like they see the loved ones and it's like one or two people saying that you could sort of say, okay, but like someone who's like got say dementia, who's not going to remember that there were stories. People used to say like, oh yeah, my loved ones came to me. Like most people with like dementia can't even remember like their family who were alive, you know, just as an example, like, but, People that I've spoken to and stories that I've read, they say a lot of people say that they see loved ones who have passed over coming for them to take them, help them pass on. So, yeah, it's got some good parts um, and some dark parts this story, just like his life. And that is the main... What's the word I'm looking for? Point to take away from this story. Um, you cannot have the light without the dark. So, yeah. Getting you know, all philosophical on you now, um, but yeah, hope you all enjoyed that. Hope it got you all in the Christmassy mood. Um, and let's get straight into um, this week's uh, podcast trailer. So yeah, let's do it. Are you ready to dive into the depths of intrigue and unravel the caffeinated enigmas that surround us? Look no further than the electrifying world of caffeinated conspiracies—the podcast that's about to jolt your curiosity awake. Join us for a caffeine fueled adventure where every sip and every secret is a clue waiting to be deciphered. In each episode, our dynamic hosts delve into the most thought provoking and jaw dropping theories that will leave you wide eyed and pondering. From mysterious artifacts all the way to the depths of the ocean, cover ups, conspiracies, the unknown, all with a cup of coffee. Available on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe now and stay tuned for mind-blowing episodes that will leave you questioning everything. Remember, truth is stranger than fiction. So let's dive into the mysteries together. Join us on Caffeinated Conspiracies, satisfying your curiosity one cup at a time. So, yeah, hope you liked that, guys. Go over and listen to them. Again, that's Caffeinated Conspiracies podcast. Um, I've recently got into them, um, listened to them on my commute along with my regular podcast. Um, so, yeah, really great episode to go give them a listen for Christmas, you know. And with that said, it's time to get into the Spooky Island Radio Film Club, where this week I'm talking about a film called Anna and the Apocalypse. Let's get into it. Run the intro. The Spooky Island Radio Film Club. So, yeah, since it's Christmas, I thought I'd best do a bit of a review of a spooky Halloween-y Christmas film. And to be honest, like I say, a couple of weeks ago I had so much on my plate, I really wasn't in the Christmassy mood. Um, And about a week ago I decided to sit myself down, sit my ass down, watch a Christmas film while wrapping presents, and didn't get me in the Christmassy mood. Um, But I did wrap my presents and watch the films, you know, it was a success. Um, and I was scrolling and scrolling through Prime, and I couldn't really see anything to my fancy. Um, however, I saw this film pop up called Anna and the Apocalypse. Um, and I was watching the trailer and it came up with a quote from a review which said, "Shaun and the Dead meets La La Land'', and uh, that was just my decision made up. Um, I mean, it was more La La, it was more Shaun and the Dead meets High School Musical, if I'm honest. Like, it's a lot less heavy than La La Land um but it was such a good film um so here's the synopsis so I got this straight from IMDB cuz I'm an established podcaster when the zombie apocalypse hits the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas teenager Anna and her high school best friends have to fight sing and dance to survive with the undead horde all around them teaming up with her best friend John Anna has to fight her way through zombified snowmen santas elves and christmas shoppers to get across town to the high school where they'll be safe but soon but they soon discover that being a teenager is just as difficult as staying alive even at the end of the world so yeah that's a little bit of a synopsis and basically it tells the, basically the whole story um you know the main the main things is like this girl and her best friend trying to get through high school uh college must be in college and um She wants to... I mean, they try to inject drama into it, but, you know, it's, like, a jokey sort of film. It's, like, she wants to travel to Australia after college and her best friend, he is in love with her but can't tell her, the classic. Um, And, yeah, it's just... There's another couple of side characters. um, And it's really good. Like, I've got to say, like, the songs are really catchy. Um, So, basically some of the parents and some of the people from school are trapped in the school overnight anna and john are not there at home and basically by the morning the the there's everybody everybody is a zombie um and basically anna and john have to get to the high school to get to their parents um, and they pick up some people along the way who are going to to see, like, their partners and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's a really good, really good, it's about an hour and a half um, film. It's it's really good. I definitely recommend it. Um, the song Breakaway um, is, is like, such a great song. That's why I mean it's more high school musical. Um, but, yeah, I'll play a little bit of it now because it is so catchy. Hopefully I don't get copyrighted, but... Who cares a oh shit? It's Christmas, right? Here we go. This is a, a little snippet from Breakaway. Trapped in a moment, ready to to you Doesn't it just remind you of High School Musical? I fucking love that song. I literally have it on. Re- I had it on repeat while I was writing this story. Um, it's such good um such good song, so catchy, so high school musical. Um and there's like a great scene where Anna and her friend are walking through the street on the way to school, and it's like the scene out of Night of the Living Dead or um the bit of Sean the Dead. Well so the the start of Night of the Living Dead where everybody's out in the street, like suburban living and people are just getting eaten. Um and like that scene from Sean the Dead where everybody he walks to like the shop in the morning and doesn't realise there's zombies around him. Um, there's a great scene where she and his and her friend are dancing and singing and everybody's just getting destroyed around them and they don't even notice. So that is a great section. Um, yeah. And a great, great catchy song with breakaway. Um yeah. So what else is there? So yeah, the what makes it good as well is there's some quite interesting kills. Um this is like a a guy who's a zombie, but he's dressed in a snowman outfit, and uh, they're in like a children's play park, and they like lure the undead snowman across to where the seesaw is, and she like pushes the seesaw down, it like cuts his head off. Oh, really inventive, really good. Um, the head, the evil headmaster, of course, ripping, being ripped apart by zombies. Um, And there's a scene where they're all in the bowling alley um, and they're using, like, all sorts of equipment from from the bowling alley to kill the zombies, including smashing the head in with two bowling balls. It's very, very good. It's very, very good. Um, Yeah, it's just a bit of fun. Um, I I sort of lost interest when my favourite character died and was was turned into a zombie. Um, I mean, to be honest, without spoilers ish um most of the characters do die um and there's like a, it even got me tearing up a little bit um there's like a final song um which i will play a little bit of in a second a little snippet and it's sort of her final stand with a couple of people and it sort of zooms back to everyone they've lost along the way like and they're zombies um Hey, let me play a little bit of the song so you can you can sort of see um how emotional it is. It made me cry. Where is the light that used to show? Yeah, like, the final belter, the final song, it's so good, the final stand, and it, it cuts back to everybody that they've lost, and there was, like, a couple there, so, like, she, he was... Tra- Anna picked people up on the way to the school, including this guy who wanted to get back to his girlfriend at the school, and they survived all that, but then they sacrificed themselves in the school, and there's, like, a little scene with that song going on, Um and like the zombies, the two of them are like walking past each other, but like still like touching hands as they walk past. Oh my God. I was bawling. It was <laughs> very sad, very melancholic and I loved it. So it's probably one of those ones I'll go back to watch over time with over the holiday period um, in the years, years to come because cause I was about to say years then, like a really posh person um, in the years to come um yeah so go watch it if you've got some time to kill over the christmas period with family um stick it on and like i say uh a lot of this, the songs are on my Spotify playlist play this now because um it's a great soundtrack um so that's anna and the apocalypse go watch it it's a great film and with all that said thank you very much everyone i hope you have a great christmas a great new year great holiday period whatever it is you celebrate um even if it's just time off work because you don't celebrate anything. Have a great time. Um, and like I say, um, I've got a few more episodes coming out over the next couple of weeks um, to get you through this period. So stay tuned for that. Go follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everything. Go follow me. I will love you forever and ever. Um, yeah. Thank you for another great year and thank you for making Spooky Island Radio what it is. So, until next time, over.